0: to the Miles with Marty podcast. This is Home Base for Running Community Love, and we're sponsored by Squirrels Nut Butter. Spread the lube and your blister and chafing problems will go away. You can thank me later. Welcome to the Miles with Marty River to Sea recap episode. We've got lots of great guests today. I'm going to start things off with Team Special K. They tied for first place masters in the six-hour race. After Team Special K comes Jason Harnum. He was by far the most inspirational participant in the race, and if you stick around and listen, you'll know why. Then there's Maria Urso, first place female in the six hour and only 36 seconds behind the overall winner of that race. Also, Laura Walker, who was the second place female in the six hour race. And then we finish up with JD, Jeremy McKee, who was in the 12 hour race with me, and he accomplished his goal of, uh, I think it was 43 miles. but he So he talks about his experience at the race, but then he goes on and talks about his blog that he does called McGee's Miles, which is always a great read. So stick around. Be sure to listen to all of the guests. You won't regret it. And I also want to throw out a special mention to uh, Hot Chocolate, who got first place grandmasters, and Bill Zulus who got first place masters in the 12 hour. I'll just start things off by giving my two cents. The River to Sea Ultra is a six or 12 hour race. It's in Marineland, Florida at the river to sea preserve and it's a 0.91 mile loop through a beautiful little hammock forest i guess you would call it mostly shaded there's a 150 to 200 yard stretch right towards the start finish line that is uh, in the open sun for the middle part of the day and in that little area there's a little bitty hill that may have five foot of elevation gain per loop it's not bad at all and there's one little bitty hill that may have like five feet of elevation gain per loop other than that it's a nice flat and it's about a double or triple wide track of dirt sandy dirt trail and so it's a nice non-technical trail very hot race because it's held the first weekend in august but uh the crowd there is the, that participate is just a bunch of people that are friends, it's like a big family reunion. My first year there was last year and uh, I hope to be able to go back every year for many years to come. The overall winner for the 12 hour race was Violeta Yeslowskia. I hope I didn't butcher your name Violeta, please forgive me if I did. Violetta set the course record and won was 72.68 miles. Second place, Kate Morgan with 57.04. Third and first male, Eric DeSimone with 56.12. And second male, Charlie McMullen, 54.28. Honorable mention for my good friend, Jackie Hartley, who came in with third place female and uh, so proud of her and her effort. She was out there fighting that heat all day. Such a beast. In the 6 hour, Matt Mueller took the overall win with 40.48 miles. Maria Urso, also first female, but she had 40.48 miles, but I believe Matt was about 36 seconds ahead of her to take the overall win. Laura Walker got second place female and Jamie Saunders, third place female. Norbert Vacall got second place male. The River to Sea Race is what gave me my first experience at running Community Love and it, eventually inspired me to start this podcast and so it will always hold a special place in my heart and in the heart of this podcast Dawn Lisenby, the race director and her volunteers always go the extra mile to make you feel welcome and a part of that ultra running community one of the neat things that Dawn does at her races is handing out the medals during the award ceremony. So everybody gets up and gets their individual medal and gets noticed. She usually has something nice to say about each runner as she's either known them before they started the race or got to know them during the race. That's enough out of me. I'm gonna let my special guest tell you about the race. I'm gonna start things off with Team Special K, Katrina and Katie. And uh, I'm just gonna move from one guest to the other without any formal introduction. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome Katie and Katrina, Team Special K to Miles with Marty Podcast. We're here to talk about the River to Sea race. They both tied for first place masters in the six hour version of the race. And uh, we wanted to hear what the race experience was like for them. Uh, So we can just start if each of you maybe take a minute to just tell me, you know, a little bit about yourself and uh, then we'll go from there.
1: All right. Okay yeah <laughs> all right all right hey thanks for having us on first of all um we appreciate it uh we love to to be able to speak to our running adventures um i would say i run with katie more than i run with anybody so she's so definitely <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, my name is katrina pelican and i i live here in florida i've lived here for maybe about four years and um i really started doing a lot of extensive running, um, in the New Jersey area before I moved down here. And then when I moved down here, I kind of started running even more after I met Katie.
2: <laughs>
1: so, um, I was predominantly doing like half marathons, but <clears throat> now I've moved into, uh, more fulls and, and, uh, ultras. We like to do all of Don's races. We just think they're really lovely. So we, we do them together just for fun as a team and, and, uh, just to have a good time together. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Katie Cook and just the other half of Team Special K or K-Squared <laughs> or all the names that they give us. <laughs> twins. We're often called the twins. Yeah. We like to match when we run. And I've been running for 32 years. I started doing marathons about 22 years ago. But um, Katrina is awesome. She's up for all the adventures. We're doing the 50 states together. She's on the task of doing the Abbott World Marathon majors and... We're just having a lot of fun. And so Don's races are obviously a blast. The people are really what make it special. Mm-hmm. And we've shared the Masters Award more than <laughs> once now. Yeah. I don't know how you that three times. Maybe? Yeah. And so yes. we, we call it like our children and they go to each other's homes and we say we're sharing custody. And <laughs> it's just fun. We don't even care. We're like, yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's always a surprise because we just have fun with it and we're cheering people on the whole time, like you are and everyone else. And when we finish, and she announces our name, we're like, "What? No way. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. so great!
0: Yeah, that's awesome." I saw you all. I guess the first time at a race at the swamp this year, and you you both dressed <laughs> dressed alike, and and you, you had you both had, I believe had run a marathon that morning, and then oh you yeah, came, yeah, came and did the like the. 10 or 12 K, whatever it was uh, mm-hmm. there a couple of hours later and smiled the whole time. And uh, the energy, the positive energy that y'all had was just infectious. And so I certainly appreciate that.
1: Oh, thanks. It's totally mutual. I mean, that whole, for everyone yeah. that shows up at Don's race, like 99% of them are giving out the same energy. So you leave recharge no matter how tired you are. It really recharged me after the marathon and, yeah, I mean, it was like the marathon drains you, and then you go and you get recharged to so ten k. Why not? <laughs> exactly, exactly. We we really just kind of we have this like we bounce off each other. It's um, yeah, it's it's not really anything but anything more than fun. So it, yeah, we love running. <laughs> yeah. and
0: that that Florida community, especially in that little area there around Daytona and Flagler, Palm Coast, that that area is just a special special group of people down there it's it's, uh i talked to jeremy mcgee earlier and he described it as it's it's not really like a race it's more like a family reunion or something that you're going to and uh,
1: totally yeah so big old party
0: (laughs) yeah also spoke with uh jason i don't know if you all remember him he's the guy that had the uh, walker
1: yeah we we dubbed him Rockstar. (laughs) about lap two we said Okay, we're gonna call you Rockstar, and he's like, "Okay, whatever." And then <laughs> by about the third or fourth lap, we're like, Rockstar. We came up on him, and he he'd get like, "Dang it, you're already laughing me again," <laughs> and he would get like kind of angry. And then finally, about the sixth lap, I yeah. said, "You're the only person who gets mad when we cheer for you." And he yeah. said, "Never mind, I'm gonna change my outlook." So then from <laughs> then on, we'd be like Rockstar, and he'd kind of put his fist in here, like, "Yeah, I'm still going. It was a he was inspiring. He was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. love him.
0: Yeah, he was he was a hoot and I I've had a call like this set up with him. I told him it would be maybe ten minutes and he talked we we talked for an hour and forty five minutes. <laughs>
1: oh wow. <laughs> oh I can't wait to hear that. That's awesome. Great.
0: So I'll have to make a whole episode just from my conversation <laughs> with him.
1: That would be worth I it. I think you Thank should for sure.
0: Yeah. But anyway, so on your experience there, I mean you pretty much have already summed it up, but uh just talk a a little bit about the race then and, you know, and what your experience was.
1: Sure. It's, um, the course itself, I really enjoy it because, um, it gives you the opportunity to really enjoy it instead of having to worry about like a technical aspect. Like, um, we love her challenging races. Of course, you know, Swamp is really, I think the most challenging Mm -hmm. one. And there's a couple other courses that she has that, you really have to watch yourself because I think one of them we probably literally tripped like 20 times because we were trying to pay attention to other people around us. And um, this course affords us the ability to just have everything in one spot. First of all, you're doing the circles. So you're seeing a bunch of people and um, it's easy to, to be able to just go and not pay too much attention to like, you know, if there's 20 roots in front of you or whatever, and um, you get, you get the, the people each time the guy's the cowbell <laughs> <laughs> and T- sprayed by by dawn and everybody it's it's just really i think it's a fun a fun course where you're just thinking about the people you're with yeah, yeah. nice and smooth. we had a goal going into it we had mm-hmm. a few goals we said let's do we'll take it like it's a 20 mile long run mm-hmm. so we'll do have a strong 20 miles You know, strong for us based on the trail and you know the trail slows you down a little bit yeah and then we said from there, it'll all be, you know, cushy and we'll just have fun. And then we get into it and it's <laughs> so hot and humid in the woods. And by about mile 12, we were saying, maybe we'll just do 15 and reevaluate. like, <laughs> all right, we're going to make some decisions. So we do a couple more laps and say, okay, we'll do a couple more laps and then we're going to make some decisions. And we, we ended up getting all our goals. We, we were hoping to be just around sub four hours for the 20 miles. Mm-hmm. And, and then we wanted to just enjoy the last couple of hours. And sure enough, even though at mile 15 ish, we said, let's just start taking it easy. We still made that sub four hour, 20 miles. And then we just really enjoyed the last two hours and mm-hmm. had plenty of time to run and walk and talk with everyone and, you know, just team up with all the, the groups of the people. So we made every goal. And then our big goal was to get 20, anything over a marathon mm-hmm. and then maybe 27 miles. And mm-hmm. we were calculating. We thought, okay. We can get 28. And then I'm like, we can get 29. So <laughs> we kept going and we got to the end. And I said, we should probably get two more. And she's like, we both collectively agreed. We said, I don't really want to run hard for two more laps. We're so exhausted. Our feet hurt. I don't really want to push it in these last few laps. So we had yeah. plenty to do with the 29 miles. We, we were yeah, like, that's fine. We're good. We're done. We are good. happy. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, uh, so do you I guess her next race is uh Jack's. Do you all do that? Have you done that race before?
1: Yeah, every year, every year. <laughs> okay. we do all her races. We do all her races. I don't think we miss any <laughs> exceptionaries
0: on occasion. I'm not going to be able to make it to Jack's this year because I have, I have a race. I'm doing the New York City this year, and it's like the next weekend. I can say, yeah, it.
1: that's
0: awesome. on race. So I'm going to miss miss that uh, although i don't miss that trail I, I fall down so much on that trail there uh, the, the last last year when i ran it i think i fell four times on, in one loop and it was
1: yeah it's it a was, tough trail <laughs> it's seriously tough mm-hmm. it's like her toughest one i think yeah we just did the short one on that one we just do the, like the ten or 12k whatever the shortest one is because that's usually the day we have two races mm-hmm. we do a couple of Races where we do back to back yeah, of hers, and we do the afternoon ones that she has, and we do like a hardcore road race in the morning. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun way to relax after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we call fun on the weekend.
0: So I know Katrina said next on tap for her is the Pinellas Trail Challenge. So, what about you, Katie?
1: I'm really very likely to do um, TikTok, the 12 hour TikTok on October
0: 1st. Oh, yeah. I'm in for that one. I'm doing the 12 hour version of that.
1: Oh great, good! So, so I'll see you there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, yeah, I'm going to have a tent there, and uh, Jeremy and Tina Wolf will be there, kind of helping me out. So
1: fantastic! We'll- they are they your crew? Yep. Yeah. Great. Good. So
0: Jeremy, I think is actually he's got to do a training run that morning, so I think he's actually going to do the six hour version uh, to get his run in, and then uh, stick around and crew afterwards. So maybe we'll- perfect. Hope to see you down yeah. there. I'll- My brother used to live in Lakeland and uh, it's been a long time since I've been there. So I look forward to it.
1: It's a gorgeous course. I've run that one probably four times. It's really nice. Mm -hmm.
0: Is there a lot of shade?
1: Is there a lot of shade? Uh, Not really. But you know what? If you've survived, um, you know, river to sea, then you'll be fine at this one. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Well, I guess we'll wrap this up. I don't want y'all to be late for your surprise party.
1: No worries (laughs) at all.
0: Do you have any final thoughts about uh, river to Sea that you want to share?
1: I think it's every should experience, but even if you're not going to go gusto, like, you know, some of the folks that were, were really running at hardcore, it's just a fun way to, to even get into more with the running communities around central Florida, a little bit more, you know, Northern Florida, but um, it's a great way to, to meet some new folks and, any goal is a good goal. It's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a great way to, to just have a good afternoon or a good day or a good 12 hours with people. Yeah. I mean, if you just want a lot of miles and like that are a lot for you and want to meet the nicest people on the planet, then that's pretty much the race to be at.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs> and we'll be there with matching outfits. Yep. Every year. <laughs> that's, that's part of our fun. Yeah. What are we going to wear this year? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's mm-hmm. great. Well, I appreciate it again, y'all getting together and, and getting on with me. It'll be the highlight of the day. And this one, we actually stuck to our timeline and didn't go for two hours, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so
1: sweet, Marty. Yeah, we appreciate it.
0: Well, y'all have a, a good time at the party tonight, and thanks. Hey,
1: thank you. Happy, Happy Saturday. Yeah, have okay. a great
0: time. You, you too. Bye-bye.
1: See
0: you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Jason? Hello. hello. Hey, how you doing?
3: Good afternoon, Marty. Can you hear me?
0: I can. I can hear you fine.
3: Well, cool. Nice to uh, meet you formally. I think I
0: saw you out there from what I remember. Yeah, I'm the guy that kept saying, keep hammering when I went past you. And you live in Georgia? I do. I live in Macon. I mean,
3: did you have like some questions or did you just want to have this type of a conversation? Is that what your thought was as far as the podcast? Yeah, well,
0: or? yeah this episode I'm doing just as a, a recap from River to Sea. Sure. And, and I don't know how comfortable you are with it. It seems like you're perfectly comfortable with yourself. But sure. You know, I, I'm sure you saw on like the race Facebook page and all that lots of people were inspired by you out there fighting with your uh, walker in that heat. And so I'm getting some other people, like I'm I'm hoping to get Violet, although she hasn't answered back to me, but I have three or four other people that I'm talking to sure. to kind of share their experience from the right. Sure. you know? Sure. But I just want, you know, I wanted to talk to you for one, to hear from you what your story is. Like I was there when you came to pick up your bib and it seemed like I remember you telling Dawn when you picked up, cause she thought. Cause she asked, if you were, <laughs> she, she asked if you were picking up for somebody else. Sure, if I understand. She asked if you were injured, and I think I remember you saying you were born that way or something like that. Was that right?
3: Yeah. Uh, well, long and short of it is, I'm 51, right? And I, and I have like it's an orphan disease called AMN. In other words, it's an X-linked disease. That in other words, if it, so what happens is, is, is that like you know, science or medicine doesn't know why. One happens, you get one of three things. You get either ALD, which is the childhood version, which is which is tragic and fatal. They don't know why one gets one versus the other. There's ALD, AMN, and Addison's, right? And Addison's on the other side is Kennedy, right? He had Addison's. A lot of people just take medicine for, for Addison's. I'm in the middle route, right, of, of the AMN, right? Science doesn't know why one... It's the same genetic crossover of the gene that causes... That mix up as far as that communication, it's it's all into you know peroxisomes and stuff that I don't I don't even really know too much about still. So anyway, so I have the am in, so I I was totally fine, had no no idea that you know it's an X link. So I had I got it from my mother, and you know she doesn't know she's passing it on to me, right? This this defective gene, it didn't affect me till I was in my late twenties, you know, and I used to. In another life did a dozen or so marathons i did like like 350s back in the day right never did 100 never did 100 i was you know the as a side note this this you'll you'll get a kick out of this since you're looking at doing this is that because back 20 some years ago when i was doing this stuff you know there wasn't real results by the you know computer and all the stuff you get stuff in the mail right? right and and i and i and i didn't wasn't even paying attention I, I qualified for Western States, you know? I wasn't fast or anything, but I was, like, right on the market. And it wasn't as, 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 as of a cachet race back then as it yeah. is now, you know? And I actually qualified, and I thought, you know, I got time. I'm not worried about it, right, because I was in my early 20s. And that's young, you know? They're mostly older. Two things, you know, I guess, like, the unfortunate thing is is that, like, I fall a bit because sometimes my legs give out, right? And I fall off this, the, this, the, the walker. Right, so uh, you typically walk on the beach because I I drag my feet a bit, so it's you know you you pay for it less versus say the pavement, and it's also softer softer um softer on my bones. It just it just feels different. It's hard to explain, you know. And it's like when I fall, I just I just need a minute to. to Rarely I've never hurt myself falling, so it's just an easy little fall. And but when I did that one time. You know, and Violetta was just coming right up there and she started, you know, she's starting to help try to fucking help me. Right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I looked at, you know, just radared in on her eyes because, you know, just like that, like you're, you're referring to earlier. Yeah, it, it, People's default is to help. Right. I mean, especially somebody if they fall or whatever. Right. It's like, you know, it's like it's 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 for sure it was like that back in the day as as I'm sure it is now that you know like it's just a small community of people that just it's really nice people you know i i had no you know the feedback from me marty i i I mean i just wasn't aware i just wasn't prepared for it
0: prepared for the physical part or prepared for the other part the emotional part
3: no no what i mean is is that like the physical i only i oh i my my legs said goodbye at right around six hours and 10 minutes. And I I actually was just finishing the last route and I actually had to have my scooter. <laughs> a guy bring my scooter to me. I just, I was done. I mean, I mean, I was done. And this one dude was doing 12 hours. He's like, dude, I got time. I'm good. I'll, I'll just walk with you. And I felt, oh gosh, he's such a sweet dude. Right. But the, of just the, just the care, love and encouragement from people and kindness, you yeah. know, I mean, because yeah. what I did was nothing, right? You know, yeah, I struggled a bit, right? And I was, you know, slow as shit, right? But I, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't think it was a big deal. Yeah. Not a big deal. Not like, it, it's not a big deal, but it, it didn't, I was just surprised anybody said
0: anything. Well, you know, in, in this world that we live in, people tend to walk on eggshells about a lot of subjects and nobody wants to be offensive, you know, and I, Honestly, I didn't know how I, I wasn't comfortable just asking you, you know, your condition and what's wrong and you know, how you feel about it. But sure I think you can tell by my spirit and by the people sure. that in the race that absolutely nobody had nothing but love, you know, and we don't want For to be, sure. we don't want to be offensive if we ask the wrong kind of question or no to, no and I don't to, take
3: it that Try way. to help I, you
0: I, when you don't want it
3: no i get that i i <laughs> kinda, i get what you're saying i'm not like i get it I, yeah I, 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 I get what you're saying because like you know i mean and the one thing is you know i just felt like like you know if somebody's like reaching out being kind to me i just feel like i'd at least say thanks i must have said thanks like <laughs> four times right
0: yeah
3: know. you know what i mean because it's like it's thoughtful because you know people don't need to do that right right you know and it's just and, and it's that's that's i i i i didn't see that until you kind of because i'm more of a loner person myself yeah i didn't see that i didn't really see like kind of like what you and it was kind of nice and i've been you know chatting back and forth with a few people and the that i've met through that whatever and, and um and just nice just nice people and and they, you know especially in this divisive Negative state, you know, what kind of like environment we seem to be in a lot of times, you know,
0: right? Exactly. And
3: it's, it's just, it's just really nice. It's positive. It's uplifting. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a health center thing.
0: So, so back in the day, you ran a bunch of marathons and actually qualified. So, did you get drawn for the lottery for Western States or back then that you didn't have to, they didn't have a lottery that you just had to qualify?
3: I just had to qualify, right? And, and I think right like a year or two after you actually had to do the lottery. It was right before, you know, it wow. was like ridiculous. <laughs> I've actually gone out like at mile 62. I oh, can't yeah? remember where it's at, like at, at Forest Hill. And, you know, it finishes at Auburn High School. And I've been out there half a dozen times watching people finish hundred, you know, miles, right? Wow. It's 100.2 or something, right? It's really neat, right? Yeah. And, uh, but like I, like I ran Big Sur as well. I, that's an epically beautiful mar-
0: marathon. Oh. oh, it is. It really is.
3: Yeah, it's just kind of cool going across those bridges and just—I mean, just that—you know—that expanse, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, of the ocean. And so, uh, um, so yeah, no, it was—it was a cool, unique experience. I was just surprised that—and I know this may sound stupid—I'm just surprised, really, how much feedback I got.
0: Yeah. So you said the condition kind of hit in your late twenties. Did it? Was it like sudden and? Imp- and you instantly your walk was affected or just just come on slowly, like with pain and symptoms like that or numbness or whatever. slowly, slowly. But, but so so it took you a while to go to the doctor to find out what you had, what was going on.
3: Yeah. You know, and then also because it's an orphan disease, you know, it's rare if you call it rare because it's only X. And it's a X amount every thousand births, about 25,000 births or something. Right. Only one. So it's not like a more common thing. You do some tests and then nothing, do some tests. And also it mimics some other things like MS. It wasn't that, but it was it was a more slow thing, you know, as far as like, you know, my all of a sudden my, my, my feet weren't picking up right, you know, and I didn't, didn't have kind of like a, because you don't think about it. I mean, you don't think about it and I didn't think about it before, but like proprioception, when you look at how, how, you know, when studies for this of like the proprioception, as far as the way your leg, your your feet, keep yourself balanced, you know, and upper, it's insane looking, seeing it on like a, on a computer screen, you, you do it normally, everybody does it normally, right? Me, it's like, you know, like I'm thinking about it, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm it's just, it's just fascinating. It's just, it happened gradually. You know, and I would, would trip because I like to run trails typically when I yeah. used to run. You know, it's just like where I just started getting kind of tired at five, seven, eight miles. and You know, I started tripping more, you know, stuff like that.
0: So you were in still in Arizona? No, I was in California
3: then. Yeah. So yeah. I used to live in Sacramento. So that's why I went to states, Western states. You know, oh,
0: Okay, just yeah.
3: a trip right up the freeway.
0: Well there's a lot of awesome trails out there in both states, so Arizona and California.
3: For sure, it's like and I was where I lived near the Sacramento area. It was right on the American River Bike Trail, which is like, you know, there's part of I mean it's like a 50-mile dirt trail and bike trail. It's epic. It's just so cool. It's really cool. So then, you know, I kind of thought because I had not been so ambulatory lately cuz it hurts and and it's just it, you know, there's, there's there's a lot of pain. I'm working to get my, my legs. My, it's going my right side that bothers me of stronger because like, you know, when you don't, you know, because I have a scooter. That's my main mode of transportation, if you will. I may mean, have a car too, but I mean, I mean, like as far as getting <laughs> around. You know, I don't like taking the scooter up to Costco, right? You know, it's one of those things that because I, fract- you know, like like seven, eight years ago, I fractured my left hip and then the next year I fractured my right. And you start, these things just really start messing with you. You know, I mean, it's because it hurts, you know? And, you know, you in the recovery time from, you know, fractures, just- I mean, it's not a fun experience, you know? And then I fractured my lower back from another fall and all of them were sober. They all... And I just qualify that because every time I came to the hospital, you know, they're like, "Hey, were you drinking?" You know, because usually <laughs> somebody in their their forties doesn't like fracture a hip just a simple fall. You know,
0: so they just so, assume you've been drinking.
3: They, I, I guess so, right? Because usually it's you know, flow at seventy eight, you know, cracks a hip. That's understandable. Yeah, you know. So the um, so yeah, so so it's so then I thought you know. Um, I mean, I like that process, you know, like, you know, now I I live in Daytona Beach. So I mainly go down and um, I walk on the beach in the morning. And that's 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 a really cool experience, you know, and I could. Yeah, so that's really cool. So then I started getting into it more and I thought, why not push yourself more and just do that? So that's kind of how I. I don't find one around here, and, and it was like eight weeks later or something. So I probably – I didn't train it. I mean, I, I, I usually walk at five or six in the morning. So the heat, just, it just kicked me.
0: And so how many miles do you usually go when you when you go walking? I don't – I have not a clue. You don't I measure, go by time.
3: Okay. I, I okay. go by time, right? So you how know, long? Typically, you know, like before I did that walk river to sea – I, five hours was my most. Okay. And you know, like I did a three hour and two hour, but typically I'll walk an hour in the morning. And you know, I'm 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 think I'm trying to get it right where um you know like sometimes you know like a two hour or three hour walk walk on the weekend.
0: And does it get more painful the longer you go? No. What what I found is is that what
3: my challenge is is that and I didn't think it just didn't impact me the river to sea, but my um my hands my shoulders my forearms just get so 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 much right you know and so it's just usually like on a three four hour so i i I'm, as i was talking to a buddy of mine who's a trainer and you know it's like okay do this do this so I, this is this is all new to me pretty much right this is like two months into it this mm-hmm. whole walking thing
0: and so, and so you take on a six-hour challenge at two
3: weeks. Well, i got to be like you, Marty. I mean, you're, you're
1: an animal,
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right? Me and I you are to, like brothers.
3: You no know, idea. Uh, but, you know, the thing was is that I liked because, you know, I'm, I have problems, especially when I get or have challenges, whatever you want to call it, with lifting my feet, right?
0: Yeah. Right.
3: Really doing something on the concrete or asphalt just at least at this point wouldn't be good for me because you just you you walking is everything is, is momentum you know when you when you're going step not you know if you're keep, keep, keep you know you you know dragging your feet right it just stops you more you know yeah. so i mean i got i got a long ways to go for sure and i, I just was surprised just i mean so many people were just so nice, and po- I, I was just—I was kind of overwhelmed, to be frank. Because what I'm doing is not a big deal. I mean, you know, everybody's just doing their own thing, you know.
0: Yeah. And
3: and it was just so kind to people. I thought.
0: Yeah. How did you actually hear about River to Sea? And was it the, the nice kind of sandy dirt trail that made it attractive? Google and yes,
3: yeah, I I, I searched like like a six hour right. Or even like a 50-miler or, or whatever. But the key was it needed to be a circuit.
0: A loop type, right? A short a loop. Type a, type. a Kind of a short loop. Right. You know. So that was like the perfect storm there, too. Not too far from Daytona. Right. Nice, nice soft, fairly soft trail.
3: Right. Right. And um,
0: and a short loop, less than a mile. Yeah. And so, and so you signed up for it. What did, did you ex- expect to get out of the race? Why were you there? What,
3: well you know because i was i was sitting at starbucks at like at june four right and i'd be going out you know i'd walk around my you know house or whatever and then i would also sometimes go to the beach for 30 45 minutes an hour and stuff but i didn't have like like a, a an endpoint or a reason right and then um i said you know you know it's like so then why not pick something and you know and why not why not have something, you know what? If I quit it four hours, there's this really good book it was talking about a masogi, like a masogi's a thing you you try to do that you got like a fifty percent chance of failure. It's like an old Chinese or Japanese thing where you do something, and this is a hundred percent for you, right? You do something to push yourself. You do something you have a good shot of failing at, right? But mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent for you, right? And and to get out of your zone, right? And that was kind of it. I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed I didn't like cross to, you know, do the actual, my last lap. I think I did five laps. I mean, I did four and like eight tenths, but I, I just, I just didn't have it.
0: There was no desire to be a part of like the community, the running community again, like from the old days. No. Okay. So now that you've got, now that you've gotten that taste though, you have been sucked into that by us. I don't know if you got it, but we got it. for What you. do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, you're a part of our tribe now. You know. Uh,
3: <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> well, that's nice of you. Thanks.
0: That's why. Yeah. That's why everybody friend requested you. You know, after the it's not because they feel sorry for you. Although, you know, I'm sure there's some that have you know that. But sure, it's more about you know when they meet a new person, whether you inspire them or not, they take you into their tribe, and everybody loves you like you're their brother now. <laughs> And so I mean, you become a car part of the community, you know, forever. That's, you know, that's the thing that drives me to do this is because it brings the best out of regular old people that don't always do the best at other departments of their life. Out there on the in the workplace or whatever, they may be trying to outdo Joe you know, Smo or whatever. But here, you know, it's about loving your fellow man and lifting them up. Right. And, uh I love that shit.
3: That's so that's so interesting. Like you say that. And I I get that. It's like I saw so I those are some really you know, I've exchanged a few messages with Luci, Lucian. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Uh nice dude, you know, and um hot chocolate. And hot chocolate. Okay. You know, just super, you know, and that's what's so interesting, like you, as you're referring to, is that I think because in this day and age, so many people lack a community and connection. Definitely. It's cool. You know, you know, I was suffering a lot. Right. I mean, I mean, I was I went home. And I laid in bed for thirteen hours. I was just toast. And I went like at three o'clock, and I kind of got up. I went, I got home at three, three thirty or something, and I didn't get out of bed
0: till seven the next day. I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. We'll be in touch, mate. Okay, buddy. I appreciate your time. So, welcome, Maria Urso, badass runner from South Florida to the Miles with Marty podcast. We're doing a little recap of the River to Sea 6 and 12-hour races. And Maria was the overall female winner of the 6-hour with 40.48 miles. And she was just a few seconds behind the overall winner. Uh, I'll let her tell you the exact seconds and all when we talk about it. But uh, it was very close. And... Uh, it's, she's just super fast, and she's a pacer in a whole lot of marathons, and uh, I won't tell her story anymore. I'll let her do that. But Welcome, Maria.
4: Hey, Marty. Thank you so much for having me on and giving me the chance to relive that awesome race. I, I, I love that race. It was only my second time, but I hope it's the second of many more years to come.
0: Yeah. So am I right in in assuming, it seemed like I remember you saying this, that last year it was your first ultra distance?
4: It was. I did a, a trail race in South Florida, um, the, the Corbett race, and they had different distances. And the lowest one was 18.6 miles, I believe. It might have been a, a 30k or something. And I just missed the trails. I, you know, I moved here moved to Florida from New England about two years prior, a little bit less than that. And that was something that I really enjoyed doing in New England. Um, I've even done the UTMB relay. I love trails, love being off-road. And so I saw this Corbett race and I did that. And I just, I said, this is where I belong. I belong on trails running with no end game, a little bit slower, not on the roads. And so when I came back, the first thing I did was Um, look on ultra sign up to see what other races were coming. And you'll laugh, but you know, I was still new to Florida. And I said, Oh, there's this one in Palm coast, which in my head, I thought was Palm city. So a mere 30 (laughs) minutes up the road. And I signed up for this obscure six, 12 hour race, knowing nothing about anything or anyone just saying, all right, I could see, let's see how it goes. I'll run for six hours. Um, and I did just a modified, you know, marathon training program that I was used to. I've done lots of marathons. And so I said, let me just extend them a little bit. And about two weeks out from the race, I was just trying to figure out where it was. Uh, Dawn, the race director, had sent an email and I said, oh, my gosh, this is over three hours up the road. <laughs> this is going to be a weekend away. So but the reason I tell you that is because I went to this obs- your race it three plus hours north of me it turned out that jeff stevenson and andrea moxie who did the andrea did the race this year but jeff was the race director at corbett um they knew Don really well and so i i went up there having known nobody except for them they were just up there doing some support and by the end of that race i felt like i had 50 new friends and it it, it was just It it was such an instrumental race. And so I immediately went home and signed up for Jack's because I had such a great experience. And I wanted to see everybody again that I met at the race. So, yeah, it was my very first ultra one year ago. You know, August 2021 was the first one. And I think it's going to be the first of many.
0: So uh, how many miles did you do last year?
4: So interestingly, I did one less mile last year. Okay. But last year, last year, I, I it was hard. It was much harder. This year I felt like I was floating. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I, I knew my nutrition strategy a little bit better. And the thing that I say is the most telling is recovery. I mean, I I had to force myself not to run until I think I did my first run Thursday that week, and then I jumped into a backyard ultra last Saturday. You know, and, and pulled out twenty miles, perfectly fine, no aches, no pain. So. The recovery this year was was much better. And also last year, I, I didn't really know the nutrition. I didn't know how to keep myself cool. And I actually got sick that afternoon. I, I was really, really sick. You know, Dawn, I joked with Dawn this year. She said, you, know, Lat, you did the same as last year. I said, I did a little bit further, but I didn't throw up. Um, I was really sick last year. I didn't do well with nutrition or um, heat. So even though I only did a mile more this year, I did so much better from a physical perspective. I was much more prepared.
0: Yeah. So that takes me into the next question. So, I mean, you're at sub nine minute pace. How did you feel afterwards? Did you feel like you could have kept kept on with that pace for
2: longer?
4: Yes, and I wish I did. So you <laughs> you alluded to it in the opening. You said you lost by a couple of seconds. I, did, I only had my eyes on the lady. You know, to me, the, the women, we're running against each other. You know, you forget. Not that you forget about the guys. We're looking at you on the course. Don't you worry about it. But I saw that one guy who was, who was super fast and he was smooth and, you know, I just thought he was way ahead. I thought he was doing about 50 miles in the six hours. And so I didn't even pay attention to him. So I passed, you know, I remember Don said to me, Maria, one more loop or two more loops. And I said to her, two. So I did my, my mile, my 39th mile, I did an 805. So, I mean, I, I clearly had gas in the tank if I pulled out an 805 mile with already having 38 under my belt. And then I came back and I did another one and I didn't kill myself because it was the second. And so I think I did like maybe like an 827 or so. And then it was like 553 and I had seven minutes left. And just to joke around, I was like, one more. And I got halfway around. And I was like, forget it. I'm, I'm not doing this. And then I, <laughs> you know, I said, I'm done. Like, you know, I, I think I was, I knew I was ahead of the girl. So I was like, all right, I, I got first place speed That's all I cared about. And then I come back and I find out that it was only 36 seconds ahead of me. (laughs) So so that was, I said, if I only knew. So, yeah, I definitely had more in me. I just, I stopped. I don't, I don't know if I do the 12 hours. Um, I don't listen to music. I don't, you know, I just, it's just my, I'm just in my brain. So I don't know if I have the mental fortitude for the 12 hours. That might be, that might be where I am right now.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what kind of what I was leading to. If with somebody that can withstand that pace for, for six hours and not really be in a serious pain or, you know, trouble, then I was just curious if you even consider the longer distances like a hundred K, hundred miler in the future. Cause I you know, mean, if you, if you could hold that pace, I mean, we're talking world class spe- uh, times there. We're talking 14, 15 hour, hundred miles and, that's pretty dang impressive. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I think with anything in life is until you actually do it or you come close to doing it, it seems not. It it just it's daunting. It doesn't seem possible, and you just have to kind of get outside. That you have to get really uncomfortable for for a reason to get close to it. And and I say that because. All my friends, since I've been doing a few ultras in the past year, they're like, you're going to do a 50-mile, right? I said, no, I'll never do more than a 50K. <laughs> I'll never do more than a 50K. Never, ever, ever. And so after this race, the first thing one of my friends said to me, said, you basically just did 41 and a half miles because of that you know, extra lap that didn't count you're only eight and a half miles off a of 50 miler. And I said, you know, you kind of have a point right there. So to me now it just seems within reach. Um, but if you would have started me from ground zero and say do a 50 miler. So I think that I'll slowly creep up. And my most important thing is I I'd rather run forever. So as long as I can stay healthy and feel healthy and not have, you know, aches and pains and um, anything like that, I think I'll, I'll just see what, what each next level pushes me to. Yeah. So I did, this inspired me. I just signed up for, before I did my first ultra, last June. So June, 2021, when I was training for this one, I remember one of my big training days, I did maybe 23 miles. And I was with some friends and we happened to be wandering by Hope Beach at about 10 o'clock at night. You know, we had gotten off the, the boat and we were hanging out. And I see Jeff Stevens sitting there and I said, what's going on? And he said, oh, this is the, um, Lake to Ocean, 100K. So it's Lake Okeechobee to the ocean. And I said, tell me more about that. Meanwhile, my friends were just all in awe that I had just run 23 miles that morning. And he and they find out that these people that are about to finish had just run 62 miles across from Lake Okeechobee to Hopesound Public, you know, the, the Lake to Ocean trail. So we stood there and I had known a couple of runners just from in town and running and watching them come in. And I was so inspired when I saw them jump into the ocean. And so I said, that's something that's so far out of reach because I mean, I had had never in my life run more than 26.2 miles. And so after Dawn's race, you know, I did that one and then you said, all right, I could do 30. And now this year after I got home from this one and I felt pretty good, I I did that backyard ultra last weekend, and they kind of convinced me to do this lake to ocean. So I signed up for the winter version of the lake to ocean relay in October. All right. So, so I'll be doing my first hundred k. All right. <laughs> it, only took, it only took me a year to change my mind. To go from I'll I'll never do that to here we go.
0: go <laughs> She's got the book.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's in yeah. there.
0: Well, yeah. I, that's good. I, I mean, I love. It's, it's something about, you know, challenging yourself. I I was just messaging back and forth with my friend Mike Martinez, because he's my crew chief for the Daytona race that I'm doing in December. And uh I'm so excited about the challenge, you know, of pushing my boundaries that it I spring out of bed in the morning when it's time to get up and go do my training run, you know. And and that's uh yeah. you know, that's what I love. It's about such a
4: good feeling. That, right. Yeah, and I think that's what's great about the ultras, and you know, I I never wake up in the morning and say, oh man, I have to run today. I say, oh, I get to you know, I get to do a, a training run. I think because we're not running at you know the the peak 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 of our speed, and we're not you know, it's not uncomfortable the whole time. It's really the distance that gets uncomfortable it's just so much more welcoming and training for it. i i love the training i mean the race itself you know if they canceled the race the day before i'd almost think nothing of it because the training is what i've just come to love so much yeah. and just you know coming to each milestone and for you i mean doing the 100 miler like each time you get to like a new distance and a new milestone and you feel good with it it's great yeah and plus we get the whole you know the experiment i call it the laboratory of one you know between figuring out your nutrition and your clothing and I mean, you're great. I I see your Facebook post, how, you know, you talk about your rabbit gear and how it feels and, um, you know, what nutrition you're using. And that's great, too, is because we all share with each other what's working and what's not working. And I, I think that's another great part of the community is how, you know, sometimes being a laboratory of one, when you only have eight long runs on the schedule, it's hard to try everything out. So it's good to have, you know, advice from others like yourself of what's working and what's not working.
0: Right. In the ultra community, you know, you learn how to eat real food instead of gels in the longer races where you have the opportunity to, you know, like on loop races or, you know, things that have good aid stations. And so I like to take advantage of real food like mashed potatoes and quesadillas and things like that uh, instead of, you know, gels when I
4: can. Yeah, I agree with you, Marty. And well, first, speaking of mashed potatoes, that's, that's why I love that race. That is why I love the river to see. I mean, one Dawn does such a great job with it. But the fact that we're doing the loop and we're passing each other, the fact that this is only my second time doing it. And I feel like I just had, it was a party of friends, you know, we saw each other. And I remember passing you a couple of, not a couple of miles in, it was probably around 30 hours. Like, you want some mashed potatoes? I mean, what other race <laughs> are you sharing mashed potatoes? And it was just, it was so sweet of you. It definitely got me through the, the next loop. It was just really nice. But th- two things I agree with you. One, spring energy is one that I've, I've found. Um, I have, I have, uh, unfortunately I have food allergies and also, As luck would have it, I lost my gallbladder when I was in my young 20s. So fat is a problem. And with a lot of these keto diets, there's there's so many things that are high fat and they just don't sit well um, with the nutrition. So I found spring to be great. And they even make this one drink beverage that has ginger in it and tea. It's really nice on the stomach. So I I do like that one. But one thing that I found, and don't laugh because I brought it to the backyard race last week and they're actually laughing about it. And then they brought some... But marshmallows. I mean, it's just a bolus of sugar. It's exactly what's in all those fancy things, and you can carry them. They don't really melt in your hand. You can't do the little ones. I feel like you'll choke on the little ones. But yeah, I jumble marshmallows. They're great. <laughs> so okay. and and it's like a perfect little nugget of twenty calories, and so I I find those to be a great little race food. They're easy to digest. It's just if you get you know ones that aren't high fructose corn syrup, it's basically just sugar. So. I call it fluffy little nuggets of ATP.
0: <laughs> Noted.
4: <laughs> didn't even feel nervous this year. Last year I felt nervous because there's so many unknowns and I didn't know what the course looked like and I knew nothing. But this year, now that I knew it, I, I was really excited for it. And I just couldn't wait to see everyone. And then not even the people in the race, but um, like Tad with his bell, you know, just to see him back there ringing the bell at the top of, I call it the hill and everyone laughs at me because that's <laughs> a hill. You don't. Yep. You don't think so. The first ten laps, but once your legs start to get tired, that thing that'll rival Heartbreak Hill.
0: Yep, and yeah, the little, like so the little section that are
4: just there.
0: The little section leading up yeah. to the hill is like the only place that's out in the direct sun, and so and that <laughs> yes. makes it a little harder.
4: It does, and then, but also, like that's part of the learning. Is I, you know, I I know that when I hit that segment, because you get excited and it's flat, you're coming around the edge, and you know that your aid's up ahead and there's people up ahead. So in, you intuitively, you think you're going to speed up right there, but it's hot and the sun's there and it causes your heart rate to spike. So that's what I learned this year is that when you get to the sunshine, don't speed up, chill out, hang out, relax. Don't look up because there's big giant spiders hanging out up there, <laughs> <laughs> but just relax because that's where my heart rate would spike. And like, if I got too into like the excitement of having finished another loop, I would see my heart rate spike right there because like the sun just cooks you. So, but again, just learning. And I think that's also what's great about doing the loop course is you could kind of figure out what works and what doesn't work and then stick to it. Yeah. So
0: how many marathons have you done? Do you keep count?
4: You know, I used to, and I could probably sit down and come up with it, but it's got to be over 40. I've done Boston 10 times. So there's 10 right there. And then when I was in the military, we did all army was our race. I I ran um, for the army. So that was four Marine Corps. And then I was, I hit several states along the way. My first one was New York Marathon. I lived in Rhode Island and I loved the Rhode Island Marathon. I did that a few times. Um, one year it was so hot in Boston and I didn't qualify for Boston. But so two weeks later I did some obscure marathons. So there's so many, there's so many marathons that um, I, I've done throughout the years. So I, I it's at least 40 if not 50. And now that I've been pacing, I mean, last year alone, I paced five marathons. So there's five right there.
0: So do you aspire to be a 50 stater?
4: You know, I originally thought I'd do that. And then I thought I'd do that for half marathons. And then I just really just felt like I would rather do for the experiences, you know, if something sounded like a good experience. So I'm not doing it as much of a checklist as more of a say yes. So if a race looks fun and cool, I'd rather do that than, you know, have an agenda as far as getting all the states.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm doing. I I, I want to do all 50 states, but I, I decided it would be a marathon or ultra. And I'm not choosing one that would be, you know, I don't want to do one of those things like the mainly marathons where they knock out like five states in a week or something like that. You know, I want to pick ones that have something incredible for me to see or experience you know like California for me was Big Sur and that was freaking beautiful you know and Arizona was Arizona was on the Black Canyon Trail which is epic and Utah was at Bryce Canyon which is beautiful in Mm -hmm. hoodoo. so you know I try to pick them that you know that have something exciting scenic or you know I did Sun Valley in Idaho, which was a revel race, and it oh, was nice. It was beautiful, I bet so, it was, so yeah, I, I, that's what I like yeah. I like to pick the ones that you know that that gives a gift that keeps on giving you know that a story to tell
1: mm-hmm.
4: Cause I know a few people who have done the half marathon or the marathon every state, and I mean they did great, they did reviews with it, but I did find that there were some states that were just anticlimactic for them, you know, just a random marathon, you know, a hundred people in it. And when you think of the expense between the flying and the hotel and registration, (laughs) I I want it, I want it to be memorable rather than, you know, a checkbox. I want it to be memorable. So if I only hit, you know, 30 states in my life. Actually, it must be up to 30 states by now. If I only hit, you know, most of the states and not all the states, I think I'd be much more content remembering, like you say, you know, like that beautiful run in Sun Valley, Idaho. Or um, even I, I was doing it, I was in Hawaii for work and I had to do a training run. And so while I didn't do a full marathon, I did a 23 miler out there along the coast. <laughs> <laughs> On Honolulu, I mean, I'll never forget that run. I put like five dollars in my pocket, and I remember just you know stopping for a coke at a convenience store, and that was my marathon that day. So I was three miles short, but to me, that that was one of the more my more memorable long runs.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
4: It's- Funny story. I don't know if this will even make your podcast, but <laughs> I was dating someone, and I was in Maui. And they were flying in, and I was just there for a week. I didn't have a rental car. I had an Airbnb, and they were flying in and they had a rental car. So we canceled my Airbnb and got a hotel. So the day that I was supposed to meet them, I had the whole day. Like I had nothing to do that day, and I had the whole day. And I couldn't figure out how I was going to get back up to the airport without spending like $60 on an Uber because it was peak season. And so what I did was I packed my little pack that morning and I said, I'm going to do the first official Maui marathon. And I ran <laughs> from there to, And it was, it came out to be like 26.5 miles. I took my time, you know, like I stopped to get snacks along the way, but I did marathon distance in Maui right along the coast. It is so beautiful. I mean, you're like, when you go through Lahaina, you have like the L up at the L, you know, that's way up in the mountain there and you have water the whole way. You're running along the beautiful coast. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I got a little too much sun that day, but yeah, I did the first official Maui marathon <laughs> 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 just to get to the airport, and so yeah, that was that was funny. Well, then I was like, you know, in rough shape that that night, of course, because I spent my day running <laughs> a up the nice hill because it's all uphill. Yeah. you know, you go downhill to get you know down the island from the airport down, and then it's uphill the other way. But yeah, it was it was fun. It was awesome.
0: Well, I guess I better wrap it up. I appreciate your well, time. Thank
4: you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on, Marty. And I love what you do with the podcast. It's just, it's a great way to bring everybody together and to share memories and, you know, to kind of put them down. You know, we have, we have pictures, but to hear the stories behind the pictures is, is a really cool element that you're introducing to our, our ultra running family. And it's so cool. So thank you for that. Yeah.
0: Thank you for saying that. Okay, well, you have a happy right, well, Good luck. Okay, thank
4: All you. right, you too. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, Bye. take
0: care. Welcome to the Miles with Marty podcast. I've got Laura Walker on the line, and uh, she was, I believe, second place female in the six-hour version. Is that right, Laura? Yes. So how are you doing today?
5: I am tired, but happy. <laughs> yeah. It's been a big mileage week, so I think that's probably a good state to be in.
0: So you are building up for another ultra or what or marathon or what?
5: Uh, Both. (laughs) Okay. You know, it's funny because um, I was talking to one of the other ladies after River to Sea and I mentioned my races. And um, so I'm training for the Chicago Marathon in October. um, And I'm following a training plan for that. But... The end goal is actually uh, Ancient Oaks 100 miler in December. It'll be my first 100 miler. But I did the same thing for uh, the 50 miler I ran earlier this year. I trained for a marathon and then I kind of tacked on another couple months of ultra training. And I feel like the mileage and the types of workouts that you do for a marathon also work very well to prepare you for an ultra um, but, you know, this this uh, friend was telling me, oh, you have to pick, like, which one you want to do. And I said, no, I like both. I don't want to yep. pick. <laughs> I, I want to do both, you know, um, and kind of go back and forth. I mean, not in the very same week, necessarily, but you know, I, I like the big road races. I know you do too. Um, the, the world majors are very enticing. Um, but I also just have such a passion for trail races and ultras. So maybe hopefully I'll get the best of both worlds and be fairly well prepared for both.
0: Well, that's cool. Yeah. I kind of am doing the same thing. Uh, I have a, I have a marathon, Four weeks, I think it is, before Daytona, New York City.
5: Okay. Yeah, yeah. That'll be so such an amazing experience.
0: Yeah. Uh Usually in my ultra training, uh, Dawn has me do, you know, like back-to-back. Like I'll have my long run on Saturday, and the following day I will do a shorter distance run, but I will do a run on those tired legs. And now, since it's kicked in the 100-miler, I'm actually doing a run before the long run day and, and after long run day. And so that's changed a little bit and I don't know how we'll do it, you know, when I get to New York, but typically, you know, I, in my mind to if I were coaching myself and, you know, I'm my biggest enemy, <laughs> but uh, if I were preparing on my own for a hundred miler, then I would schedule myself a really long run the day after the marathon Uh, Just because, you know, I know I'll have tired legs and, you know, I figured it'd be good for me, but I have a feeling she won't be doing that because she has said uh, several times before the extra stress that comes from, you know, the days building up to a race and the day of a race put a whole lot more on you than just the actual physical act of running that race, you know, and so it's not necessarily a good thing to overdo it, especially four weeks out from your goal race.
5: (laughs) I think she's probably uh, wise on that one. I mean, that's the benefit of having a coach that you have some accountability and somebody kind of looking out for your health. Um, I mean, I know I missed some of my training plan after River to Sea, um, but in retrospect, I think it was a wise decision not to jump back in, you know, Um, because races are just it's it's not just the stress of the race itself and it's not worth the risk of getting injured and then you're really going to miss you know a lot of your training plan
0: right and when especially when i had that little scare back in uh early june you know it's i'm sticking to the plan uh, very strictly now and trusting the process with somebody but much more experience than me you know and and I feel good I've been lucky you know I've had some little dents and dings and some things that sidelined me for a week or two but knock on wood uh, I've been lucky ever since you know the first race that I've not been, had anything serious and so like you well said, I mean that's
5: yeah that's one way to measure success is being able to run consistently without getting injured. You know, I mean, that's how you improve ultimately is that consistency over time. So, yeah, yeah, but the back-to-back long runs, I think, I mean, that's the kind of bread and butter of ultras, but then sometimes, you know, from what I've read and, and listened to, um, I really, really love that science of uh, running science of ultra podcasts. Mm -hmm. I know he stopped making it, but I've listened to all of the episodes and I feel like I gleaned a lot of knowledge, you know, from that. And he had several episodes about speed work and how um, sometimes people who run ultras kind of neglect. They think that they just think about mileage, mileage, mileage. And so that's one reason I think a marathon training plan is actually good for ultras because you actually do the speed work. You do the tempo, you do some of those kind of faster paces and your legs need that in addition to the mileage. And I'm getting some back to back long runs for me. You know um, there's like next week I have like every easy day is a 10 miler. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) It forces you to really back off your pace on those days. Um, But I, thinking about that and then going into an ultra it's like well <laughs> i'll be ready <laughs> so yep. yeah
0: well, well we started talking before we kind of kicked in on the uh podcast recording and you were about to talk about some of the lessons that you learned about a lesson in particular that you learned at river to sea so we'll jump into that but you know just kind of first start off with i don't think you mentioned like. Uh, just give a quick history of, you know, where you're from. I know your history, but maybe not everybody in the show that listens to the show will know you. And so, you know, just tell about yourself and uh, what got you to River River to Sea the first time and made you come back.
5: Sure. Yeah. Um, So I'm pretty new to running. I live... um, over on the East coast of Florida. So almost all of my races are, you know, in Florida. I don't travel a lot. You know, I see a lot of our friends, they, you know, fly all over the country and even to other places to do ultras. And I love seeing all the pictures, but uh, that probably won't be me for a very long time. Cause I've got you know, two young kids and a full-time job. And so traveling is challenging. So I love our local races. Fortunately, we have beautiful trails um, and all over Florida. So I got into running in 2017 um, and it just kind of spiraled <laughs> from there. Um, you and I trained, we trained for our first marathon together at Disney and that was in 2018. And at the time, well, when I first started running, I thought anything over a 5K was pretty crazy. Like, why would you, why, why would you do that? I, I remember thinking to myself, i had been running a couple months, and I was running three 5Ks a week, you know, nine, 10 miles. And I said to myself, this is all I ever want to run. I, I, I just think it's very unwise and unpleasant to run any further than this. Um, and <laughs> to my surprise, later that year, I was running a half marathon. The next year, I was running a marathon. And then in 2020, when everything got canceled, I'd been training for a marathon um, and I was trying to qualify for Boston and got canceled. And I thought, well, what am I going to do with all this running? I'm going to keep running. I'm motivated, but I need some kind of end goal. And somewhere I read or heard or got the idea that ultras are small. And maybe some of them would be allowed to happen, even though we had all these restrictions on, you know, how many people could gather in a place and like, well, they're outside there. There's only a small number of people. So I started Googling and I found River to Sea. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's, it's real. It's a real race. You know, I can sign up. Um, So it was August of 2020 and it's only, you know, six hours. And my goal was just to get to 50 K, which is only five miles more than marathon. So that didn't seem too intimidating. And I had a great friend, Jackie, um, who also ran this year. And I was so excited to be able to hang out with her and support her again. She did the 12 hour race this year. Um, but we started running the six hour race together in 2020. And that was my very first ultra. Um, and I just had such a beautiful experience. Um, there was a lot of suffering as well, but it was beautiful at the same time. I really enjoyed it. I accomplished my goal. I got to the 50 K almost puked, almost passed out, but you know, worth it. <laughs> and <laughs> immediately I was like, I want to sign up for another one. <laughs> so <clears throat> and when it came back in 2021, I was excited to sign up again. I was hoping I could do a little more mileage and I did. Um, and then, so of course this year, you know, um, I was really excited to sign up for river to see, you know, for a third time to see if I could just kind of do a little more like every year, kind of try to build on what I did the prior year. It's always a tough race, no matter how easy you think. Oh yeah, I'm going to go really easy this year. I'm just going to relax or, you know, Oh, the temperature doesn't look that bad this year in August in Florida. No, it's always <laughs> it's always <laughs> tough, um, but it, it's always the best. You know, family atmosphere. Uh, it is small. You know, it's of course it's three times as big this year. I mean, that first year it was a, a limit of fifty people, I think. Uh, so it was a lot smaller, um, but the same people kind of come back every year, so you get to know everyone. Everyone's cheering for you, um, and now that it's back on this original trail, it's that you know, small, I think it's 0.91 miles, right. It's like not yeah. quite a mile. Yeah. Um, so each mile is each lap is less than a mile. So you have to do more laps than miles to kind of get to your goal. Um, but I just love seeing everybody, you know, all the other runners that you see on the course that you kind of encourage each other and then all the family and crew and, 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 race volunteers, everybody kind of cheering and playing music and spraying you down with water. <laughs> it's always yeah. a really fun environment.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
5: So, yeah. I think, uh, you know, that's one of the, you know, Dawn creates that atmosphere with the way that she kind of does the awards and all the aspects of that race. Um, but it, it really doesn't feel like a lot of pressure. It's just oh you know, because I mean that's the beauty of the loop. You really could quit whenever you want, you know, or you can just walk, or you can stop and take a break. Um, it's just so flexible for any goals. And we saw that, especially during this year's race, with so many people at different places with their health and their, their running. Um, so I just really loved seeing everybody being able to work toward their, their goals. So um, Maria and I think it was Matt who was first place. They were just zooming the whole yes and i think they were less than a minute apart at the end
0: yeah i think she told me it was 36 seconds
5: yeah it was very close like photo finish um and then i was third and i was way behind like six laps behind or something ridiculous like that there's there's you know i was nowhere near them um but i was only a couple minutes ahead of the person behind me and I had no idea like I thought she was ahead so <laughs> I was just really happy with my own kind of personal goal that I had for myself that I kind of thought I had kind of thrown it out the window before I even got to the race um, and then I got into the race and it kind of became possible and then So I I was really happy with how it ended. And I think that's the thing you see all these other people working hard and you listen to your body, but then you're kind of like, all right, I can do a little more, you know, it's not time to quit yet. (laughs) I can push, you know, to the limit. And this time in particular, um, the first year I was feeling really, really kind of that heat, those heat exhaustion symptoms, um, because you know, I'd wanted to do a fifty k, which was thirty one miles, um, and it was brutal that day. And I this is my first ultra, so I didn't really have an optimal fueling strategy. I think I may be over hydrated, um, and and was like under salted. So around mile twenty nine, I bent down to grab like an Oreo or a candy corn or something I was going to eat. And I almost fell over. I was so dizzy, and then I couldn't eat the Oreo because I was feeling pukey. So I made it um, those couple more loops to the thirty-one, but I, I probably had over twenty minutes left. I really, I could have don- done another loop or two, but I was so sick. I had, I, I had to stop at that point, and I had hit my thirty-one. So I was, yeah, I was good, you know. And then last year too, I think it was probably about twenty minutes early that I, I was kind of like, nope, <laughs> I'm done. This year, ten minutes. Like I, I pushed it. I could have quit, but I was like, "I'm gonna do one more loop. I've got it in me." Um, so I was happy that I was able to kind of mentally talk myself into still going, even though I wanted to stop. I think just that very end point of the race—it's—it's it's this mental game. It's like even today on my long run this morning, I had 15 miles. And I hit my mileage, but we do a five mile hill loop. So I did it, you know, three times and I finished and I was at the bottom of the hill. And it was like, you know, 0.15 miles to get back to up to the top. And I thought, well, I'm done with my mileage. I can just quit right here. And I was like, no, Laura, you're going to run to the top of that hill and you're not going (laughs) to quit till you hit that hill. So I made myself do that. And I was happy because that's that just like extra little mental push that you need at the end of a hard race or at like mile 95 of your hundred mile or when it would be really kind of, you know, everything in you wants to give up. And two people with the same level of fitness can have such drastically different results based on that, that mental game. It's really interesting, but yeah, the, the central governor theory is so helpful just to understand that your mind can play those tricks on you. And also that idea that you actually do have hidden reserves, you know, your yeah. mind is like holding them back. It's yeah. waiting. It doesn't want to release everything that you've got. Um, and I, I kind of think that to myself sometimes when I feel like I just, all right, I got nothing left. I'm like, wait a minute, Laura. Yes, you do. <laughs> you just need a different song Or a different thought, or you just need to get through this mile and the next one will be easier. And that kind of keeps, you know, just knowing that your mind can kind of play those tricks on you, which those tricks are adaptive from an evolutionary standpoint, you know, but (laughs) you don't, during a race, you kind of want to be able to work yourself beyond them.
0: Yeah good stuff. So you mentioned earlier when we were just kind of talking that you learned a a lesson at River to Sea. So what was that lesson?
5: Um, It was a very simple lesson. (laughs) Um, In retrospect, it seems very obvious, but because I had never had this problem before, um, I just did not anticipate. Um, So at, at River to Sea every year, And I've done this at lots of other hot ultras and just like hot long runs, um, or speed work too. Um, we use the boob ice hashtag, um, and that, you know, it, it, you want to cool your internal, you know, core body temperature down a little bit. Um, so every lap or every other lap or whatever you're uh, we're stuffing ice. I'm stuffing ice down my bra just to try to keep cool. And then it melts, you know, after a mile or so, because it's so hot outside. I did that in 2020. I did that last year and I didn't have any issues this year. For some reason I did when it melted, it dripped all the way down my clothes into my socks, same socks, same shoes, same, you know, everything. Um, but for some reason The other two years, I didn't have any problems. This year, when I finished the race, I had gigantic blisters all over my feet. I had them like under several toes, and I had them in particular on my like inner heels because it dripped down like in the middle. Um, so I missed the awards and I almost missed like getting my picture and everything. Um, cause I sp- probably spent almost an hour after the race, just like I had to get my shoes off and then try to put some bandages on. So I, I thought about it later and like, dang, that was dumb. <laughs> you probably should have done something different but i it had never happened before um worse blisters than georgia jewel and you know those are bad because we saw each other after that (laughs) (laughs) i was in in, intense suffering um (laughs) these were worse um so next year i am gonna make like 50 little Ziploc bags of individual ice cubes that yeah. I can stuff in my bra and then have them not melt into my socks. Yeah. Never want to experience the aftermath of those blisters again. Yeah. Um, so hopefully I can be a little bit smarter. Um, I think, you know, every time you have, even if you have a successful race, there's always kind of something you can take away or learn that you want to do a little differently next time. You know, I, I learned a lot from the Georgia Jewel um, and River to Sea. It's like even though I'd done it twice before, I learned things that I think will help me in December when I do that hundred miler at Ancient Oaks. Thanks for uh, having me on your podcast. I don't think I, I don't have a lot of exciting things to say. <laughs> All right, it was really good talking to you. It's been way too long, and I know we didn't get to talk much at the race. So, hopefully, we will see each other at another race soon.
1: Yeah. All
5: right. Take care.
1: Okay. You too. (laughs) Bye.
5: Bye. Bye.
0: All right, Jeremy McGee. Welcome to Miles with Marty. How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Thanks for joining me. You're welcome. We're doing our little, uh, river to sea recap episode. Just wanted to talk to some people that were at river to sea and kind of get them to share their experience. You know how it went for them and and about the race and all this was your first river to sea. Is that right?
2: Yeah, definitely. My first river to sea and Dawn, uh, uh, Bea, uh the, the race director. She's my coach. I was pretty excited to do this. I had some goals. I mean, technically it was a training race for me, uh, because I'm doing the Pinellas Trail Challenge here in a couple of weeks. Uh, this just happened to the fall. I'm training for the Keys 100 next year, so I'm trying to do uh, most of my long races, if I can, out in the heat and in the open and on pavement. So trail racing's kind of taking a back burner to anything I can do on pavement or asphalt, uh, just for obvious reasons. I mean, the Keys is, is, is all paved. So it makes more sense for me to race in those kind of conditions and mentally and, and physically prepare for them. But you know, Don's my coach and all my friends, you know, kind of the whole point of that race, I feel like, is just hanging out with your friends. Maybe more than maybe more than running it. So, you know, when you know eighty or ninety percent of the people running the race, it tends to be a pretty good time as long as you get along with them.
0: Exactly. Well, a question you you mentioned Don being your coach. So is this the first one of her races that you've done since she was your coach? You know what?
2: Marty, I think it is, man, because she was no, she was was she my coach when I ran the swamp? I, I don't remember. I, I don't remember how. I don't remember. If, I I know I'd already like hired her and retained her, but I can't remember if she if we started like right before I ran the swamp. I think we did, but the okay. swamp was kind of like I hadn't done any work with her. I had just hired her, and so. And I was a mess physically at the swamp just because of overuse injuries. I was pretty messed up. My legs were, and that's another, you know, that's another loop race, but it's such an entirely different vibe and, and, and different terrain and everything else. Um, And obviously it's much longer loops too. Um, And that's much less the swamp is much more of what I feel like an actual race where I feel like river to sea is kind of almost more like a, like a get together. It's like a reunion, yeah. Yeah, it's like more like a get-together with running involved. And, you know, it's – it's. I feel like you go into the swamp and and you want to accomplish things and you want to make time and you want to, you know, you want to conquer the swamp or or challenge yourself, and River to Sea is more of, all right, I'm going to go there and and run some loops and and hang out with people and see my friends. But it doesn't mean that you can't go into that – you can't, you can go into River see with goals. You did. I had a goal. Violetta, I mean, she had a goal when she went in. So um, you can definitely go in there and, and with goals and succeed, but you can also just kind of show up and run a few loops and hang out with, with your crew, you know, And
0: hug a lot of people. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and hug a lot, of swe- lots of sweaty hugs.
0: And, and selfies. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Lots of selfies.
0: <laughs> well, the reason I ask you about Don being with Dom, because last year, was my first river to see. And she had only been coaching me about a month and we had never really, I had run Jack's the year before that. So I had met her in person, but I'd never really been around her in person as my coach. And so I was nervous during the race last year. Of uh, Every time I would run past her, I wanted to make sure I had good form and everything. <laughs> so I was just going to ask you if you were nervous at
2: all about any of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, you know, What mostly makes me nervous is letting people down. So I would get nervous if, like, Dawn, like, if her and I had worked on some sort of goal and I didn't think I was going to do it. So, like, at the the Swamp, I got nervous. I got really nervous because it was my first – that was my first attempt at at an ultra distance, a legitimate attempt, Um, not accidental, because I'd accidentally run them a couple times before. But that was my first attempt at a 50K, like, all right, I'm going to go run an ultra. Um, And I was really injured and I really shouldn't have ran it. And she kind of had, she had pretty much told me I probably shouldn't run um, just as advice. And I know like on the fourth loop, maybe I I realized I wasn't going to make the cutoff, but that was more of me letting myself down. But I had to, i tell you what, man, I went at River to Sea the last five laps. I had to, I kind of had to buckle down and actually run to, to make my goal, which was 43 miles and to make the pace I needed to make because my goal going into River to Sea was Pinellas Trail Challenge is 46 miles, and they've got a 13-hour cutoff. So I did the math, and and I figured out what pace I'd have to maintain at Pinellas in order to finish in the 13 hours because it could get really hot down there. I mean, it's Tampa. You know, it's uh, St. Petersburg on Labor Day weekend, so it's going to be probably significantly hot. So the idea that you're just going to be able to, to, to maintain a, a super fast pace or not, I shouldn't say – the idea that I'm going to be able to maintain a certain pace and that kind of heat. I, I just, I need to be humble about it and be realistic about how fast I'm going to be able to move. So what I wanted to do was just make sure that my body could handle that kind of pace in a safer setting and river to sea is safe because every two miles you're going right past your tent. So if you're, you know, and you, you I'm sure we saw a lot of people like that. If you're overheated, you know, if you need to stop for water or something like that, it's not like you're on a bike path in the middle of clear water, you know, you're on a, you're on a loop and you've got plenty of people around so you can push and test yourself uh, pretty safely, which is what I did, but I was still coming in slow. And most of what slowed me down was what slows everybody down there, which is talking to people and hanging out at your tent and eating watermelon. You know, like, you know, next thing you know you stop at your tent to get a little drink of water and maybe like take a salt tab or something. And you've been there like 15 minutes,
3: because
2: <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's what slows you down a lot. So there at the end, I, did, I had to buckle down and like run. I was running like nine and a half minute miles. <laughs> get get in my get in my full 43 miles, which is what I wanted for the 12 hours, and uh, and did it. I did it there at the end. I was pretty yeah. happy with
0: that. Well, congratulations on that. You. Yeah, you, you pretty much put it in a nutshell. The loop races uh the good and the bad. You know, the good is you you get to see all your friends like a reunion, and the bad is <clears throat> the difference between it and a point to point is you get an opportunity to take a break every, however long it is. That one was like 0.91 or something like that, 0.95. So you just, about every mile you have a choice to make, whether I'm going to rest a little or keep going. And so if you have a, a hard goal, it you got to you got to go ahead and callous against not stopping at that tent and sitting down too often for sure.
2: Just, it's, yeah, you just got to be super disciplined about it. I mean, that's the, those shorter loop races like that, I really like them and I like them you know, for the relaxed aspect. And I like them because you can crew yourself because I like to just be self-sufficient, but you know, you, you really have to be able to be disciplined and I'm like the, the worst disciplined people person when it comes to stopping and yakking and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but it was, I mean, it's the, 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 the vibe at, at that race in particular, the vibe was just really wonderful. It's like everybody was smiling and having a good time and, you know, everybody knew each other. So every time, I mean, every, every time you turn around, you were running next to or running past or somebody that you knew and even like, you know, crew members or people that weren't running and people that were just in the tents as you went by, you knew them. So even if you didn't stop, you know, it was just waving and it's just, it's a, a really good vibe. And, and uh, like Don says, it's, it's a trail party more so than a trail race.
0: Well, I think that's a good description. So, do you have anything else about the race that you want to share? I've got something else I kind of wanted to talk about too.
2: Uh, about the race, not really. I don't. I mean, you know, it 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 was hot, but I don't. I don't think it was overly hot. I think it it managed up into like one hundred three. Um, I know in the middle of the day I had to stop, and most of us had to stop running full loops and I was like walking a loop and then I would like run like the shorter leg and then walk the longer leg and then run the other shorter leg and walk the longer leg uh, to try and manage the heat. Although uh, after the fact, Don and I were kind of discussing that maybe that had more to do with my electrolyte and nutrition so much than being overheated or too hot. That's something I got to take a look at for next race. And it's not a hard science either. Like I wish it was just easy to say, well, everyone should do the same thing, but you know, between age differences and conditioning differences and acclimation differences. And there's so many variables that go into, into everything that I think even from race to race, sometimes what we think will work at one, one race won't work at the next. So a lot of it's just trial and error and, and getting to know yourself and, and knowing what you need and you don't need and, and knowing the signs that indicate what you need or don't need. And I think that's a lot of what Don helps us with and, and, And then it's just a matter of experience and learning.
0: Well, so let's move along then. Uh, I wanted just to have you share a little bit about McGee's Miles, because since I've started checking it out, you are, uh, you know, I don't know your background with schooling and with all that. I do know you're an English teacher, but you obviously have some serious writing skills. I mean, just about just about every time. And, you know, I'm an emotional guy. I'm in recovery and. My my sponsor always used to tell me that Marty, you really you feel things deeply, (laughs) and so. But what my point I was getting at is every time I read your stuff, I end up crying most of the time, just because I can feel it, man. And uh, I just wanted you, I just wanted you to talk about it, so we can share a link to it if you don't mind. No, I don't mind at all. Expose it, you know. I don't have a huge following yet, but one day there are gonna be millions following this podcast. <laughs> I so
2: hope so.
0: Joe Rogan's gonna so.
2: be He's jealous. It. Um well I I yeah so I mean start with the recovery because that's kind of the whole point of it. So so I'm in recovery too. Um and I just celebrated you know four years of sobriety a couple of days ago actually this week. So on Thursday or Tuesday. Right. I mean. Um so that's four years for me. Uh, and you know unfortunately uh, I got caught up in it pretty young. So I was by the time I was 14 years old, I was an everyday alcoholic and, and drug addict or, you know, drug abuser, I should say. So, you know, in high school, that was drinking every day on the way to school, drinking through school, drinking, at, you know. So um, and that that went that stuck with me and that stuck with me through through my whole life until I was 41 years old. And I finally was humble enough and, and was able to heed the signs of the universe and and get some help and get sober. And I always wanted to write and I always did write when you know even from when i was a high in high school but unfortunately you know when when you're caught up in drugs and alcohol your dreams a lot of times take a back burner and it's very hard to kind of stick with things and stick with them long enough to accomplish them i shouldn't say you for me it is anyway so you know i go went to high school and i went to college and i even went to graduate school for a while all having to do with writing and uh, unfortunately the alcohol and other substances kind of had different ideas. Oh what I was going to be able to do it. My life. and I was powerless to to really stop things, certain things from happening. Um, and then for a long time, I just gave up. Um, I just gave up, and I gave into the to the addiction, and I lost all hope. And so when I finally got sober, and I started to get my my mind back, because it was a lot of years. You know, it was a quarter of a decade of constant, you know, chemical abuse, psychic abuse on my brain. And as my brain finally and my soul started to heal. And I wanted to start to write again. But, you know, Marty, and you know this too, that part of what helps, part of what helps keeps, part of what helps, I feel like part of what helps keep people sober is serving other people and getting outside of ourselves and being selfless and serving. And I wanted to do something that would help people that would be able to allow me to, to share my Uh, My passion for writing and my passion for other things, because a lot of what else what keeps me sober is just a passion for life. Things I'm able to do now that I'm sober that I wasn't able to do when I was in active addiction. So things like running and all this other kind of stuff that I'm really able now to enjoy at full levels because I have my faculties, my full faculties. So, you know, I decided I was going to run this hundred mile race uh, in the Keys and I decided I wanted to share that kind of journey And I didn't have enough time to train for it this year. So I decided I was going to do it in 2023 and I wanted to share the journey. And so McGee's miles is part of all of that. So what you find on, on the blog anyways, is going to be stuff about races and stuff about recovery. Um, Lots of random stuff about music because I really like music. And there's some other things that I still haven't gotten around to completely fill in like recipes and stuff like that, but all in due time, it'll slowly fill out. And, you know, ultimately if I can get enough, traffic to the site to be able to monetize it, I would really like to create a non profit out of the site. But that would be dependent of course on traffic and then being able to get advertising. But it is all non for profit. There's there's no there's no idea in my head that I'm gonna make it even for myself personally. So anything that would come out of McGee's miles would go into uh, recovery and recovery. But uh we'll we'll see what happens with that right now. Uh right, right now what what really matters to me is that I'm able to I'm able to practice the gifts that that I have and that I'm able to touch people. And I really appreciate your kind words about it and this opportunity to share it. And that's uh, if I can, you know, if I can reach one person and maybe get them the help that they need, then all of it's, that's how I look.
0: Well, I'll certainly put a uh, link to it in the show notes so people can check it out and I'll, you know, share about it on the uh, social media too.
2: That's awesome. Thank you.
0: All right, I appreciate you calling in. All right,
2: well, I appreciate it, bud. Okay, man, well, you have a good day. You too, thank you, sir. We'll see you soon. Thank you, bye. All right, bye.
0: I want to sincerely thank you for running your miles with Marty today. I know there's a lot of choices out there, and it means a lot to me that you chose to run or ride with me. I hope you enjoyed the show. If so, give us a review. Hit that subscribe button and spread the word, just like that running community love. We're on social media at Miles with Marty Podcast, and you can email us at mileswithmartypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again to our sponsor, Squirrels Nut Butter. Spread the lube at squirrelsnutbutter.com.